Welcome to Footnotes, the Roar podcast where we explore the stories in and around the McGill Library and Archives. Nothing is off topic. We share stories from our collections that are off the wall, out of the box, off the shelves, from us to you, wherever you get your podcast. We have short pods like this one, called Footnotes, and longer pieces, called Voices from the Footnotes. Look for these on the website. While the library doors have been closed due to COVID-19, the library staff have been busy. This is a series where we get to know the people behind the desk, or, in the case of the pandemic, behind the screens. Join us as we meet the librarians, archivists, and staff at Roar. Before we begin, we acknowledge that McGill University is situated on the traditional territory of the Ganiagahaga, a place which has long served as a site of meeting and exchange amongst nations. We recognize and respect the Ganiagahaga as the traditional custodians of the lands and waters on which we meet today. Today we'll meet Michelle McLeod. Uh, so my name is Michelle McLeod. I'm the assistant curator of the McGill Visual Arts Collection. I am also a PhD student at the same time as working at McGill. <laughs> and what are you studying? I'm, so I'm, I'm doing my PhD in art history, but truly I'm a photographic historian. My, my first love is photographs. So I'm writing my dissertation on uh, 19th century illustrated journals. Oh, cool. English journals, or are you focusing on any particular region of the world? Actually, Montreal. So that's why, um, yeah, so the journals I'm focusing on are published in Montreal, and I'm looking at the photomechanical process used to illustrate them. Wow, that's super cool. Yeah, so there's actually, it's interesting, there's an English version and a French version that came out of the same publisher. So I'm sort of comparing the two journals, how they use the same images with the different languages to really understand Montreal in the 19th century and today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Were there significant uh, Anglophone publications in the 19th century? Yes. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I think, well, that's a good question, actually. (laughs) Yeah, I think well, Montreal was sort of like a, a hub of commercial activity and a lot of those, the people running those, those captains of industry, let's say, were coming from Scotland. So that's what the, the publisher of the journals I'm looking at is George Edouard de Barat, and he was from um, Scotland and French heritage. I'd like to know what your earliest memory is of a library. What's your earliest memory? Oh, that's a fun question too. Um, earliest memory of a library. I think it was, it was just this space that I would go to in elementary school and high school to get things done. <laughs> I remember kind of if I had a big project, something like that, I needed to get out of the house and really focus. Uh, I'd go to the library. And my, my family moved around a lot when I was a kid. We lived in Ireland and New Zealand um, and then moved back to Montreal in high school. So I remember getting my first library card was a big deal at our local library in Lachine to like have it in my wallet. I felt cool. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I also remember that feeling, you know, right? I had like my Velcro wallet. Exactly. <laughs> it was maybe neon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize that you, you are also in many ways a Montrealer. Oh yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm definitely a Montrealer. I think I like hold that title closely because we moved around a lot when I was young and sort of, yeah, when we returned back to Montreal, I was in high school and we lived out in the West Island and I did my, my um, undergraduate degree at Concordia and I moved to Montreal to do my master's and I like was such a proud Montrealer, I thought I was going to hate it, but I definitely loved it. <laughs> but it's just an expensive place to live <laughs> as a student. Yeah. Uh, so then I was happy to return home back yeah. to Montreal to finish my uh, PhD at Concordia again. <laughs> nice. How do you, um, how do you use your, your art history and your daily work at McGill? Oh, every single day. <laughs> um, I'm very fortunate to, to have this position. I think it's so exciting to the, the art collection at McGill is so varied and, and it's also so closely tied to the history of Montreal, which is really something that, um, I really cherish and I, I love just exploring the collection and thinking about the development of the collection from that perspective as, as McGill is such a um, integral institution in the city of Montreal. It's sort of fun to think about what, what the university was collecting um, for, for all these years in terms of artworks. Um, so yeah, I think I, I use these skills every day. I, I'm also lucky enough to work with our undergraduate student interns. We have a really great roster, very dedicated and highly talented undergraduate students, most of them coming from uh, McGill's art history department. So I work with them on research projects and writing. Um, so there's sort of that, the skills that an art historian has of you know visual analysis and research, um, getting into the archives when they open up <laughs> post-pandemic. All of those things are um, skills in the, the art historian's toolbox that we use every single day. Have you, have you made any sh changes or have you contributed to um, how people have to access material now online through partly because of COVID, but also generally, you know, there's been a shift towards uh, digitization and, and such. Yeah, so we're, we're working with the library to digitize a lot more of our artworks. Luckily, the McGill Visual Arts Collection, we call it the VAC, is um, our, we have a really great professional database. So our, our, our collections were accessible to the team remotely because the, our database is web-based. Uh, so that was really great. So we were able to like carry on our usual kind of operations and research um, online. So that was great. We gave our students access to the database so they can work remotely. Um, but in terms of like outreach and getting the collection out there, we started uh, an Instagram account. It seems sort of like a simple solution, but uh, we didn't have one before. We were working uh, with our colleagues in Rare Books on their account mcgill underscore rare and then i guess a few months into the pandemic we started our own vac instagram uh, as a way to sort of tell the world what we have in in the collection uh which is most of it's on display we have this um unique um capability of having 
almost 90% of our artworks on public display, but they're all over campus. So the Instagram account is a really great place to consolidate everything and you can see all the artworks in one place. So that's something that we started during the pandemic and getting a lot more people interested and asking us questions for further research. So that's been great. What would be your advice to a new scholar or a new, you know, art historian when they're, they're setting out on research? The biggest piece of advice is go to the archive. Don't rely on what's digitized. <laughs> it's something that I've definitely missed during the pandemic is being able to get into the archives and work with archivists. They know their collections better than anyone. So asking those questions um, to a variety of different people um, and different institutions, uh, that's the, the best way to get the, the fullest picture possible, I think. Um, so yeah, that's my a little tidbit of advice. <laughs> Look to the show notes on our website for additional material and to explore the projects that the Roar team has been working on. Our title song called Happy Sandbox was composed by Mativ and sourced from freesound.org. You can find all the credits in our show notes. Thank you to Professor Natalie Cook, director of this project at Team Roar, and to Jacqueline Sunberg, associate producer. I'm Sheetha Lodia, host and producer for this episode. Thanks for listening.